0: Welcome to the FishCast. Our segment today will discuss Clemson football. What happened to the Clemson Tigers in 2021? How do they fix their issues? Should they finally venture into the transfer portal? We will discuss this and much more.
1: Good afternoon. Welcome to this edition of the FishCast. My name is Corey Long. As always, partner in crime, Charles Fishbine. How you doing, Fish? Doing good, man. Just ready to get
0: rocking and rolling here.
1: Absolutely. It was a um lot of interesting things out there. And one thing that, that that grips me more than anything else right now is Clemson's not a not not only they're they not a they just looks like a very good team. And they, they lost to Pitt, who I think is a good team, and that's not a shock because, again, like I said, they're not great this year, but I'm trying to pinpoint why they're not good. It's like it's easy to say they're not good, and we could blame the quarterback and, the, and this and that, but you and I, when we watch Clemson, we see some pretty obvious holes there in their, in their personnel, at least the personnel they're putting out on the field, right?
0: Well, number one, Clemson – is a little different than uh, Georgia, um, Alabama, uh, Ohio State. In that, w- when Dabo got there, he realized, all right, if I'm going to play for and win national titles and compete with those teams, there's certain position groups I'm going to have to recruit at an elite level. And I can have other position groups on the team just be good, solid college pros, you know players and foundation type players but i'm going to need a difference maker at quarterback i'm going to need big time defense alignment dns d linemen, d, d tackles and i'm going to need elite corners and that formula has worked for him uh one through 25 clemson's not going to sign the same type of players at alabama ohio state um you know georgia even i i think even to extent a florida state or a florida so they have to you know kind of throw this thing together in their magical way which they've had two generational quarterbacks they had an elite defensive line with dexter lawrence and those guys and they've had great corner play and their offensive line they'll sign one five star and a bunch of guys that are you know uh situational guys at most schools and and good players but most of them aren't at the level of Ohio State or Clemson or, uh, uh, I mean, Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama. And they recruit very good receivers. The running backs, I mean, Etienne was a four-star kid. I think they had signed a five-star kid that year um, that Etienne ended up a better player. So they hit on a running back. They had Demarcus Bowman, remember? Yeah, they also had Bowman. So they they hit on Etienne. So they have their formula of how to win, but the problem is, eventually that's going to catch up to you. You're not going to hit on those positions to the level they've hit. I mean, they've hit when you start pulling in first round picks at those positions, you are what they've been the last few years, a playoff team. If they don't, you just have a little bit of a drop in those positions. You now become a nine and three Clemson team, eight and four and beatable by pretty much everybody and you you come back to the pack and I think that's the biggest thing is they haven't hit and we could go over why Um, I think a lot of it goes they start to go outside their area their comfort zone to recruit Um, and you start to evaluate based on list and I believe they did that they went off list hey we're Clemson we're a top five program let's stop doing what got us here and you've seen it at so many other programs is that you stop going after those guys that are the guys that you developed and made into a lot of these top end players. Instead, you just go off a list and you're like, oh, well, DJ's a five-star quarterback from Clemson. He wants to come. We want him. Maybe he's not a fit to what you've been doing, but I think coaches in in a way get lazy and they start to take those type of players that maybe they wouldn't have taken two or three years earlier or five years earlier, or seven years, or what, however long Dabo's been there and built the program that he's built at Clemson?
1: I think there's a lot, there's certainly a lot to that. I mean, I don't I don't think they've recruited poorly. Like, I mean, this year, I think they're probably one game better, um, maybe more if uh, their two D tackles are still healthy. Because Brian Breezy, who was a top kid, Tyler Davis, who was a, who was a top kid, both look like first-round talents this year. And then, Crazy tears is HCL, I think, and Davis has an injury that's probably going to keep him out for the rest of the year. If not, he might come back for the final couple of weeks. But they don't have that depth anymore behind. Like, you know, if you remember four, you know, three, four years ago, they had one of the most the deepest talented defensive lines you, you know, we we we'd seen up to that point, really. They were just so good. They had like three first round picks and you know and two other draftable guys you know and in and the, within their rotation but my feeling is when we talk about the holes that they have you do have a way to fill these holes now uh through the transfer portal and they don't use that like they've decided through their i don't know like Dabo Sweeney's a weird guy to me I don't know why why he does what he does like i i, I I appreciate his commitment to players. I appreciate the idea that when he recruits a player and he brings them into the roster, that even if they can't, even if they don't really make their way onto the field very much, he's committed to keeping them in the roster. I appreciate that. And part of that, I guess, that is just like, we're not going to use the transfer portal. And I was looking at the numbers, but it's something like they've had well over 20 kids. Plucked from the portal, and they've gotten and they and they haven't decided to use it. And it's like when we see their issues at linebacker and their issues at safety, and it's like, hello, running back, hello, use the transfer portal. Like it's there. Kids will go to Clemson. Like Clemson will not be picking from the from the from the bottom of the lot in the
0: transfer portal. We can agree with that, right? But they haven't had to until this point, and I think that the problem. But is, I thought is, they
1: had to last year. Yeah, i mean, they,
0: they did. But but he,
1: but we saw but, Justin Fields absolutely went after their linebackers and safeties like they like to me. The transfer portal is there to make your great roster greater necessarily. Or your good roster great.
0: Corey, right. Corey, it's, I just I, I just think all right that as outsiders. You see those flaws and holes quicker than the coaches do, and it's not. It's not. Sometimes you need an outside. I, honestly, I think sometimes these schools should almost use a consultant or an outside source to say, "Hey, what are our blind spots?" Because you go look. I told you last year, and I was very adamant about it after the Wake Forest game, and I said Clemson's going to drop, and we we got in a bit of an argument. And, you know, this kid looked good in the Notre Dame game. And when teams didn't have film, now that he's the start of the quarterback and this kid's lost confidence and he doesn't have the same players, you look outside of Justin Ross, who's nowhere near the same guy he was before he got his injury. He almost had got medical DQ'd. Yeah. Frank Ladson, who I like coming out of high school, but I wondered how much he loved football. I mean, he was physically gifted. And Nada are good receivers, but these aren't the Mike Williams, these aren't the guys that they've had. I mean, Clemson's had dudes. Like you just go look at the NFL from DeAndre Hopkins to Mike Williams to just all the guys they've had, T. Higgins, they've had yeah difference makers. And now it's not like these receivers aren't good, they're just a step below. What happened um, to the kid from Clearwater that was out of Canada? I can't think of his name. Adieu, adieu, adieu. I,
1: adieu, 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 adieu. I yeah, mean, he
0: he had a great spring, but he's an he's just basically what they already have. He's a big receiver, but he's not a stretch the field. Hey, I'm going to go, and I mean, he's not one of these guys like Mike Williams and some of these other guys they've had. DeAndre Hopkins. That not only do they have size, but they have the speed of a slot receiver. You can move them inside or outside. These guys are just bigger receivers, and if they can't get open and this guy doesn't see them quick enough because, you know, DJ is not – a. If you, the one thing about Trevor Lawrence, and they talked about, he has one of the fastest releases of any quarterback in college football last year. He really does not hold on the ball long. He sees what he's going to see, and he goes to where he's going to go. DJ, you can see that he's struggling – Trusting these receivers, whether that maybe they run the wrong route, maybe they're not on the same page. I don't want to blame just DJ. We don't know. No, I don't
1: I don't think I think DJ is one of their oddly enough, I think I don't think DJ is even close to their biggest problem. I think their line is not good. The receivers, like we watched, we both watched them in the pit game, and there were times where you're like, receivers got to make that catch. Like he's putting up that 50-50 ball in a favorable spot for them. Like Clemson receivers have to make that grab. And then defensively, I just think that they've got holes everywhere, which is why again, I don't know why they're not in the transfer, why they weren't in the transfer. I'm I curious just, to see if they go in the portal this year. Because the, the problem they put pro- been there. It's not a new thing now. No, they
0: probably'll probably go into the portal. Listen, coaches don't like change. They he's he's one with one formula, and now you're saying, Hey, that's not working right now. The thing that we've done for the last 10 years, it's not working. Let's go and change. And Dabo doesn't want, listen, you know, like you said, you don't see him sending kids to the portal and um, emptying the bottom of the roster and doing what a lot of other schools do, getting rid of dead weight. He's a a program guy and this and that, you know, whether we want to believe in it or not, but that's his formula and that's it's worked, uh, but they've missed. And what happens is, is when you miss in recruiting and it's not the top end kids, because if you miss on those, you're in trouble anyway. They have not done as good a job with this second and third tier guys. Like I said to you last week, when Jake Venables or one of his sons is on the field. To me, that's poor recruiting. I, I I'm just sorry. I it's nice that the kids, uh, should, should play in garbage time, but that kid should not be starting and it's nothing against coach venerables His kid's not good enough to start at a school like Clemson and he is so that's where they have a problem is that they they their floor kids they've bottomed out on a lot of those kids they're just not as good and that's a problem
1: i feel like they even if they thought and that, there's a lot to what you're saying definitely you don't like change there's issues that coaches do absolutely can be blind to their flaws but Ween did not think they were a deep team going in. It wasn't like Clemson; they had no running back depth. They still don't. Um, there was, you know, their their line is. I think we thought their line might perform better on offensively. Their defensive line, I think, they're only four deep. At, they were only four deep at tackles. Like they needed to address their depth through the port. Like they needed to address their depth. I'm I'm okay. With coaches, you know, with coaches wanting to do things there with. I mean, obviously, that's all your problem, but you're not giving yourself a, the, a best chance to win when you're, when teams are, it will use an arbitrary number when teams have, let's say, 65 kids that they can go to during the course of a year and you've only got 50. Like, you're not putting your team in the best chance to win, you're not giving them the best opportunity. You're not providing like because, like we said, once a few major injuries go down, you're in trouble. You know, the minute Tyler Davis
0: went down, they were in trouble. All right, Casey you down, you you brought, you brought up completely. Yeah, in but trouble. you you brought up Tyler Davis. I was not as high on Tyler Davis as others. Tyler Davis was like almost a five star. He was. He's like a stud, though. He's a stud, right? But now. he's he's not, he's not Dexter Lawrence, and so he's really okay. He's We're not but, saying he's Dexter Lawrence, but, th- but, but you're saying why he, aren't he they count- playing? The, why are they not playing to the level they did two years no, ago? No, I'm not, saying, I mean, that. I'm they're not counting, saying that. I'm not counting so, on a guy that is not as good. I, I didn't say that. I'm not saying that
1: Tyler Davis is Dexter Lawrence. Tyler Davis is a stud, he was a stud this year and he was a stud last year. So, I mean, whether we can we can take to say whether he's Dexter Lawrence level stud. But he's certainly all ACC levels. But, but Xavier,
0: Xavier Thomas, here was a kid that was a five-star kid everybody wanted. But I thought, all right, how can a guy that's a defensive end that's sawed off at six two and a half, two hundred forty five 245 pounds, he's not what they've had. Like, he's he's Again, a good I, – Again, I
1: get that part. I know – I'm all not right. saying that any – outside so, of Breezy, I'm not saying that any of the guys were as good as their D linemen were before. But they are still – at for who they're playing, they are still more than enough. Like, oh, there's anybody no, could, you know. and the but, you're, is, but you keep but, bringing
0: up depth. There's nobody yeah, behind these guys. Is,
1: that's my point, is that they could not afford to lose a Tyler Davis. Like, when he goes down, they were in trouble because, not because he was as good as Dexter Lawrence or him, but because still, Tyler Davis was still dominating the competition but, uh, this that they is, were facing. This is where they I don't think... have somebody
0: behind him who can do what he's doing. This is where I think Clemson's made the mistake is that they've gone off a list now. And once those guys aren't on their list or guys, they haven't evaluated. They don't take anybody else. We've seen this at Florida state. We've seen this at Miami. We've seen this at Florida. When you're on top, you just start to think, Oh, there's only one type of kid now that we're going to take. And if they're not one of those elite guys, where there is no plan B. And that's how your roster, i talk about it all the time. And I looked at it. This is why I told you last year, I looked at their roster management. They went one year where they had no D tackles in their class. Like that is going to catch up to you. You cannot have a spot where you don't sign anyone. Because if the two or three guys you sign the following year, who are supposed to be elite, don't pan out. Now you have three or four guys, like you screw up your roster management. And we talk about roster management, roster management, roster management. I can't say it enough. When you're recruiting and you want your depth chart to fill out, you should have freshmen, sophomores, juniors, and seniors. And I understand there's a transfer portal. Listen, sometimes you may have to take a kid that's a plan B kid, just to know that that kid's going to stay in your program, God forbid you have to ever break the glass. He could come in and play some snaps and you're not going to plan C like Clemson has plan a, and those kids are really good, but if they're hurt, they're going to plan C and D now. And they used to not have to do that. That's where I'm saying they've made the mistake. And you're saying, Oh, they're going to have to go to the transfer portal. They're going to have to college football with the transfer portal is going to make it more and more difficult. Not only do you have to recruit well and not miss, you're going to have to fill in those spots. Like you said, going into the transfer portal, I don't think it's the way of living. You know, I I just, I disagree on that side. Yeah, I agree with, yeah. If if Clemson wants, yeah, if Clemson wants to go find a linebacker because they're one short, but if you got to go fill out your whole depth chart with two or three linebackers because you've recruited poorly, well, that's on that coaching staff. Like they need to go fix that by going to recruit better players.
1: I agree, I agree with that. Like, yeah, you cannot recruit your class through the portal. I think, And I think the teams that are taking a dozen transfers a year, you know, you pay for that in the long run because, A, you're not developing kids, and, B, you're never really getting around to recruiting high school kids. And we've seen – you want to talk about lazy. Those are the staffs that are just – you know, because they're not even trying to recruit high school kids. Yeah. Like, they're basically spending their time looking – you know, they're basically spending their time on Twitter – Trying to poach kids from other programs, hoping that they'll show up. In Clemson's case, I look at it like they took six, if they'd have taken six kids out of the portal this year to fill, you know, linebacker, safety, offensive line, running back, I think they'd be in a totally different spot because they just have better talent on the field than what they have once guys get hurt. Like the problem is, I think they're counting on way too many young guys. Like, and you know, young guys get hurt. Will Shipley is pretty much their only running
0: back. He gets, he gets hurt. I mean, these are, the, these are the running backs. He's a these are a freshman. These are the running backs on their roster. This is their depth chart. Kobe Pace, Phil Mahfar, and Darian Wrencher. I've never heard of these three kids. One says GR. I'm assuming that's a grad transfer. Phil Mahfar is, is – I don't even know. I, I've never heard of these kids. Like, I, I don't remember them recruiting them. You know, and I follow recruiting on all these teams – It just, it seems like, all right, they had the kid that was from Florida. That's now at university of Florida uh, Bowman. And all right, you lose him. That was a big loss because he'd be starting right now. I don't know why he ever decided to leave. And now Shipley, you could kind of bring him in. Now, those are your two guys, whoever that third guy is, you know what, you're just getting reps and garbage time, but it's just, they don't have anybody. I mean, I'm looking their roster. You just look at, at some of these positions. I mean, James Skolaski's probably played linebacker for 10 years there. It's but <laughs> I mean, Balen Spector, I watched him the other day. He's not very good. Jake Venables is the coach's son. These are guys in the two deep. I mean, they're not yeah. very good at linebacker. I mean, this this is a team that had Isaiah Simmons a couple years ago. They don't have I anybody, yeah. I mean, they, they don't have anybody, not. they have nobody in their depth chart that's going to come close to playing an NFL
1: you know, the quality of the players, especially in that back seven, aren't what they were. And, and you're relying a lot on cornerbacks that, you know, I mean, the whole level of the team talent-wise has probably dipped a little, like outside of Breezy, you know, and I like I said, I think Tyler Davis has turned out to be much better than, you know, maybe we expected. But outside of those two, it's a good team. It's still a well-run defense. A lot of you know, I think Brent Venables gets the most out of those guys, but you know, we saw it this week when you got a pick team that's got a lot of experience. Um, you know, you talk about roster management, they had a lot of experience. They have fifth-year seniors across the board. A lot of guys took advantage of that extra year. Um, and you know, they were able to they were able to kind of they were able to kind of lay on them and beat them down over a period of time. So, you know. What does Clemson do to fix this? Do is it just? It's got to be a mixture of recruiting better, getting back to some basics, and going through the portal to fit some holes. They can no longer just sit there and ignore the portal, can they?
0: Listen, Clemson used to be heavy into the recruiting, um, using recruiting services, and then they just decided to do it on their own and they were winning. I just don't think that formula works. And I'm not just saying that because I have my own recruiting service. Listen, if they don't buy mine, buy someone's. I just don't think you could do everything on your own and and you have to find kids. Clemson did a very good job finding kids, but things change. I mean, the areas they recruited, they were very heavily recruiting in Georgia. Georgia now is taking the top kids in Georgia or Alabama. so where does that's one of the areas that I don't think they're doing as well. Maybe they lost a, an area recruiter in Georgia, but it doesn't seem like they're having the same success there. They're definitely not recruiting Florida at the state of Florida in a high level. Like they were I don't see Sammy Watkins there, Bowman left. I mean, the guy, Jeff Scott was a huge Florida recruiter for them. They didn't replace him. So now two states that you recruited very well, at, like the state of South Carolina does not produce enough for Clemson to win a national title. And if they don't go back out and start recruiting these areas heavily, I I just think, you know, they went, they start, you started to see, they started to recruit a lot of guys out of areas that they traditionally did not do. They went into Texas, they went into California. I I just think that's a mistake and we could discuss it. It's one thing you go grab one guy, two guys, but remember Clemson, both of their quarterbacks came from Georgia. All right. They went and took a kid, Klubnik, all right, who's supposed to be a highly rated quarterback, and I'm not saying he's not good, but this kid was a Texas A&M. His both parents went to Texas A&M. Jimbo had every opportunity to scout him, evaluate him, and I think Jimbo's one of the best quarterback talent evaluators there is, and he didn't take the kid. Clemson took the kid. Now, I'm not saying the kid won't turn out to be very good. But why? Like, you got a question. I always said there's certain guys, whether it's Art Bryles, Kendall Bryles, whether it's Jimbo, whether it's Dan Mullen. Mullen's great, done a great job at evaluating quarterbacks at Florida. You got to question why somebody didn't recruit this kid when he's in their backyard and both his parents went to Texas. Is Clemson just smarter than Jimbo? Or maybe they are. I don't know. But I doubt it. And I think that's the that's problem is – They've gotten away from recruiting the guys that they were winning a lot of ball games. And now I don't, I I look at their recruiting classes and I I watched a lot of those kids last year on their recruiting classes and I wasn't impressed. I'm just like, I don't think these guys are the same level. And that's why I told you, I think Clemson's going to come back to the pack.
1: Yeah. So, okay. Now do they stay in the pack? I mean, it's the ACC. Yeah. I mean, the team doing the best recruiting in the ACC right now is North Carolina. Heck, they just got another five star offensive tackle, at least a five star rated one. I mean, we could I could look at his film later, but you know, they're bringing in they're bringing in what seems to be the best class in the conference. but we also realize that the culture at North Carolina isn't like football isn't the most important thing on their mind. and yeah. oftentimes and and oftentimes it seems like the football team plays like football isn't the most important thing on your mind.
0: Listen, is, is Clemson going to be what they were the last five, six, seven years? Probably not. Can they be the one of the top teams in the ACC? There's no doubt in my mind. Dabo has too much experience. He's been around the block too long. Venerables is too good of a coach. You know, I'm sure they got to make some changes on that staff. Every staff gets stale. But he's going to win. Let's not kid ourselves. Like, Clemson has one was winning before he got there. Now, did they win to the level that, the national championship level? No, but, I mean, I can't predict that. You have to look at who they recruit. They're going to have to start getting back to recruiting to top-level talent. And they got, like you said, they got the breezy kid, but they didn't They didn't follow that class up the following year with another really good class at the D-line. Like, you got to stack great players on top of great players Absolutely. to play for, play for national titles. You're just, you look at Georgia. The reason why Georgia's winning is they're more talented than everybody. I don't think it's, oh, they're just out coaching people. They just go out there and they beat people. They got the better roster every week. You look at Alabama, they got the better roster. Uh, that's what it comes down to, you know, and, and to win, to win 10 games, you need top flight talent to win national titles. You need depth too. You got to have a stack roster. You know, your your backups, you know, people used to laugh at Miami fans for saying their backups were better than their starters. Well, that's when you know you're playing for titles, when the young guys are just as good as the backup uh, starters.
1: Yeah, no doubt, no doubt about it. So it'll be interesting to see where Clemson heads over the next three or four years. I mean, again, there's nobody that's really stepped up in the ACC that you can say is going to. You know, you know, going to overtake them. Pitt's having a good year. Wake Forest is having a good year. And in both cases, I think it has a lot to do with roster management and coaches and players taking advantage of the extra year. Um, You know, because those guys, both of those teams have a lot of experience on their rosters. So we'll see. We'll see where Clemson goes. And we'll see where we go next on the Fish Cast when we continue on.